This podcast was recorded during the 2023 SAG After Strike. Without the labor of the actors currently on strike, the series being covered here would not exist. Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth, Tesla, and Neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic, a Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor, currently buying a new belt and reinforcing the building's twisted and crumpled main beams. My name is SP. And introducing... The lead Artie's Attic agent and historian who is currently resting from using her nightstick to beat off rioting prisoners. It's Agent (laughs) Shannon. What's up, guys? And the rookie warehouse agent who is exploring her newfound college football fanness is Agent Carolyn. Uh, Okay, I am. Top 10 team now, right? Oh, sure. What top 10? I don't really follow football. You were at the game. No, technically, I was outside the game. I was never inside the game. You were right there at the stadium. You were at the game. What game was this? Uh, OSU versus Utah was last uh, last Friday. OSU meaning Oregon State University, not Ohio. I figured that out since that's you know where you the live. Ohio State <laughs> University, by the way. Yeah, this well, I'm is just looking forward OSU, to the Oregon State University, Oklahoma. Texas Longhorns game. When's that going to be? I think it's next week. week really? After, because is it rivalry weekend? That's usually yeah, like in That's November. when they do it because it, right now we have our Texas State Fair going on. Okay. We always get a bucket. Always. always. Has it cooled off at all for the uh, fair to be happening? Actually, it has enough. We're like, like, I got a migraine going on at the moment because it's supposed to drop down in the 40s. So, again, Whoa. all Celsius? All my, all the money in my head, and they couldn't get rid of. I mean, migraines. I mean, you're gonna have to break out the parkas. You guys are gonna be so cold. I don't know if you can handle that cold. It's not the cold. It's it's the pressure that hurts my head. No, I meant just that. It, well, I get that because my head does the same thing when it's weather it's changes. It's gonna be a but. cool, cold. It's gonna be a nice, cool front. I can tell you, it feels nice outside because we're normally <laughs> even today. It was still 97, so it's still you know just because it's fall. That means nothing in Texas. <laughs> nothing nothing well, it means like ooh, a breeze <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> a breeze that's hot well hopefully we can cool down enough to do this podcast on this show we're continuing our discussion of the show that premiered four months before the ipad was first ever sold we're what? talking about really? warehouse 13 season one episode nine regrets yes it first sold in january 
of 2010, and this episode premiered on September oh 1st, right. 2009. Dude, you, you feel old every time you think. Do you know Michaela was born in January of 2010? So it's been 13 years since we've had an iPad, since the first iPad sold? Yeah, first iPad came out the same wow. time Michaela was born. You always come up with the coolest facts, I swear. But you should be doing history facts. <laughs> I, I try. We'll get into it. I tried it. I just, I, I failed this week. So the IMDb <laughs> description of regrets, by the way, is a prison, a new warden and a charismatic preacher inmate who may have an artifact seems related to a string prisoner suicides accompanied by hallucinations. Pete and Micah search for the artifact as an approaching tropical storm accentuates its influence, but gets caught up in the mayhem. Shannon, what did you think about this episode? You know, I like that this is the second back-to-back episode that we had extra characters from, or, or yes, characters from... Eureka. Eureka. Mm-hmm. I always want to say Fargo, but that's just the character from it. Um, I don't particularly like him in this episode, but I think he did well as, as it. But I like the dynamic that you see. I, I like both A and B in stories, right? You have Pete and Micah. And you are finally getting to see the backstory this week of what happened in Denver. Mm -hmm. And then you have the B part of it where Claudia just does not want to follow rules and listen and always gets herself into predicaments. Mm -hmm. And Artie has to come save her. So it was a smooth thing when his glasses just fell off his face out of tour. It's what every fashionable girl is wearing this fall. Yes, she has the best. She has the best one-liners in, in, in this series. <sighs> My other favorite from hers was uh, Suck It, Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get to the part where you yell at me later and save me now? Yes. Right? <laughs> You're mad. I understand. But can we get move past this? <laughs> For To Artie's credit, he actually does it. He doesn't yell at her anything. He realizes the danger amidst not only to Claudia, but himself and the warehouse. He's like, I got to take care of this. And he pulls out all the stops to save her. When you have a truck that's moving on its own device, yeah, you you better get to moving. A truck that's moving on its own is called a Decepticon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's a Decepticon? Long, long say that one, haven't you? Yeah, when it's coming to attack you, when it's coming to save you, it's called uh, an Autobot. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Shannon, you mentioned the Reverend John Hill before. It's played by Joe Morton. Joe was in 76 episodes of Eureka. He played Henry Deacon. Although, if you hadn't seen Eureka and you hadn't seen this, most people know him as Miles Dyson from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yep, that too. There's been too many Terminators. I don't remember which one's which. That was the cool one with the thumbs up as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was dying. He has, Joe Morton has 139 acting credits since 1970, including wow. 212 episodes of this show, which I had no idea it existed, called The Search for Tomorrow from 1973 to 1974, which I think <laughs> is a soap opera. I would I've hope never so. heard of it. I hadn't either. So he, he was in 212 episodes of that. He was in The Curse of the Pink Panther in 1983. In 1991, he was in Terminator 2. In 92, Of Mice and Men. In 92, also Forever Young. Did you guys watch that with Mel Gibson? I did. Who was he in that movie? Forever Young. 
I'd have Wasn't to look again. Pilot or something? I'd have to, yes. I have to watch that movie. What was that? I would have to look up. Oh, I yeah. don't have the actual character name and I can't remember it off the top of my head. And it's been forever since I've seen that movie. Right? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's been a minute. <laughs> 1992. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Carolyn, my favorite movie. What, what came out in 1992? Last of the Mohicans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're the only one in the world that knows it. So when I say it to you, you better know it. I remember it this time. I was struggling. I was like, oh, crap. I forgot. I remember the song because anytime it comes on, I'm like taking a picture and sending it to Shannon. <laughs> Look what I'm listening to. I'm like, I love it. I know it. I'm crazy. I know. I know. It just, I'm easily entertained, but I love that movie. <sighs> Sean's like, it's a horrible movie. Everyone dies. I'm like, it's a war movie. Most people are going to die. <laughs> yeah, you need to root for somebody, though. I do, and he survives. Okay. What is she? The music is really good, so. I know. It's amazing. In 1994, Joe Morton was in Speed. Yes, that great. Keanu Reeves. Speed. Yep. Keanu Reeves. Ooh. In Second 1996, one. Joe Morton was in Executive Decision. I don't expect you guys to remember that. The biggest I thing I remember... remember was an F-117 that was supposedly had a cavity on the inside to take the special ops team that met with this plane. I think it was a 747. And then, what's his name? Not Kirk Douglas, but uh, he's married to Goldie Hawn. Oh, Russell. Nah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell actually ends up dying, really, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, isn't? No, 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 no. It's a gall ends up dying really quick, but Kurt Russell is in oh. there as well. Okay. Joe Morton was also in 1997 Speed 2 Cruise Control. Which was not as good as the first one. No, but it was on a boat versus on a bus. That's the cruise, cruise control. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 1998, he was in Blues Brothers 2000. In 1999, he was in The Astronaut's Wife. Four episodes of Smallville. 76 episodes of Eureka. 88 episodes of Scandal. Did either of you two watch the epic series Scandal? I did not. I did not either, but he was in 88 episodes of that, and which is important. Wait a second. And he was also in the 2016 movie Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice and the 2017 movie hmm. Justice League. Okay, you know what? Eureka is the only thing I've seen him in. The only thing that you've seen him in is Eureka? Yeah. Okay. He has a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series, Scandal. And I think that's kind of hilarious because he was in 88 episodes, yet he won an Outstanding Guest Actor Award, but he did. <laughs> that is kind of funny. He's like, oh, you get the guest actor, but you've been in 88 episodes, but you're still a guest. It's fine. I know. He won it early on in his appearances, so he's technically probably a guest that season anyway. Joe Morton is the key guest star in this episode. Yes. He's the main one. Yes. He's kind of creepy in this episode. Or the way he stares at Pete when he's looking at him, but I thought it was a good episode. But again, and I say this all the time, I like the episodes where for every episode we've done so far this season, you get a little bit closer of a trusting, not just a partnership, but a trusting friendship between Pete and Micah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Micah finally finally opens up a little bit more about what's happened. It's what's kept her cheeks so tight. It's what's kept her so uptight about a lot of things where she won't open up about anything. She kind of had to. She kind of had to, but 
you know, Pete was seeing visions of his father. She was seeing mm-hmm. visions of Sam. And it helped her realize that, like Pete told her, you didn't do anything wrong. You weren't early or you weren't late. Sam was early. So mm-hmm. you get to see. And she had to accept that. Mm. I mean, I know they talked about it in the first episode because the girl that played in, in Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Six. Yeah, yes. Trisha Helfer. <laughs> Six is all I think of now. Yeah. She's like, you know, your partner was uh, having an affair. I think it's the next episode. Maybe we get to see the reincurring flashbacks. And I can just tell you, for, for me, Michael, like in a, in a men's t-shirt with nothing but curls and legs, I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> I couldn't say what episode or the name, but I, I enjoyed that part. You just you just remember the picture. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have a gif of that, so I keep it on my phone. My phone is so full of stuff. <sighs> I think we need to post more of those gifs. I know. Okay. Hey, we got we get pretty good uh, feedback this week when we, when I posted those two gifs. We had a lot of people repeat or uh, uh, Retweet. retweet. Yes, I'm telling you, my mind is like retweet, repost, repost, retweet, whatever know. you want to call it. They liked it. They hit the repeat button, and it was fine. Did you guys realize there there were eighteen artifacts in this episode? I was trying to count them all, and I could not. I I, I just didn't have time to count them all. I got uh, some sort of, of competition them. y'all do because I don't count them at all. I don't. <laughs> They just saw, they had all saw some actor. That's all is funny. There was the Riverton Penitentiary and Quartz Cross. That was the thing that they put up on the wall, right? There but was, that was. Do we also call the cemetery a artifact? Because it was the thing that the cross had to counteract that they find out. I think it's symbiotic. You don't get one without the other. So they're both together. Okay. So you'd call it that one, one artifact in itself. I would jail and the pieces. cross part A and part B the same artifact because if you take one without the other you get chaos and suicides suicide <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you had Volta's lab cult which increases the biomagnetic attraction allowing the wearer to magnetize themselves the level of attraction increases the longer the court is worn and the more objects it actually attracts yeah that didn't work out well for her did it Hence the reason it's on in the warehouse. And then she, Claudia was said, well, maybe you should put a warning label on these things. To which he responded with, what? Don't put on in case of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great line. She does have this great innate ability to solve problems with objects inside the warehouse. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think. Artie's getting to the point where he knows he's got to pay a little closer attention. So while this is Claudia's fault, she didn't have to use the coat. She went to use the coat. I think a little bit of it is Artie's fault because she came up to him and said, hey, Artie, I need the keys to the scissors lift. And he's like, nah, get away. I'm busy. Why am I even talking to you? Yeah, he just dismissed her. He did just just dismiss her. If he would have given her the keys to the cherry picker, then they could have just gone. She could have just gone up and done it the safe way, fixed the light, and all would have been fine. Oh, he's got to just dismiss her. Okay, a little guy mitnoid deal here. A scissors lift is when you have the thing that just goes straight up. A cherry uh-huh. picker is one that you have an arm that goes out. Now, I have no True. doubt that the warehouse has both. 
but they're intermixing the two as they're describing things. You're True, right. but they it's both called it the cherry picker, so that's why I said cherry picker. Great defense. I get what you're talking about because a scissor lift would me- make a lot more sense in this case. In to, the warehouse, uh, yeah. Change a light bulb in the warehouse. You Although they are Shelby out. bulbs and they're not supposed to go out. Yes, they illuminate the <laughs> warehouse and usually never burn out, although we figure out that they last 108 years. Yes. She's like, so they last 108 years. <laughs> we also get William Tell's crossbow. And this is really cool because Artie already has his glasses taken and they're stuck to Claudia at the top. Mm-hmm. And he, so he's taken out this crossbow. And I'm like, how the hell is he going to aim that thing? And, and it turns the projectile antenna at her. Maybe he's farsighted, so he can see things far away, not close up. Anything fired from the crossbow can hit any target, no matter how far away or where it's located. That's the power of the crossbow. Oh, that was spiffy. Okay. Very beneficial. I didn't know that. There's a Persian rug, which generates a massive amount of static electricity when the rug is exposed to friction. Which he did. He needed the electricity, right? And there's some that the effects are just unknown, but they're named like Tycho Brahe's prosthetic nose, or as I believe Claudia (laughs) calls it, the snot pocket. Yeah, the (laughs) snot pocket. I saw that at the beginning. I was like, what is that? That's great. Yeah. First time I remember seeing it, I had to rewind. That's the what? The what? Oh, oh. I know. I did that too. That's the what? Tony, she's got whoever the writers were at the time that wrote for her were the best one-liners I've ever heard in a show. Mm-hmm. Well, the writer for this episode happens to be Tamara Becker, and I've run into her before. She has 10 writing credits since 2007. This one and only, she's credited as a writer for Warehouse 13, 15 episodes of Covert Affairs, one episode of Runaways, one episode of Daredevil. Which, incidentally, was season three, episode 10. Karen, if you watch Daredevil, you know what episode I'm talking about. It's all about Karen Page and her history. And two episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch and nine episodes of Doom Patrol. So I don't think it was coming necessarily from her. I think it was coming from one of the staff writers. It's still good one-liners. I love The Bad Batch. That's such a good show. I haven't watched that either. You also had, well... Star Wars. In order to really get the, and this is the sad thing, in order to get the great effects of all the Star Wars series that are coming out right now on Disney Plus, you have to go back and watch the Clone Wars, the animated Mm -hmm. series, which there's so many episodes of that. It's good, but in order to really get the effect of everything, you have to sit down and watch it. I I like starting at Rogue One. I like that one, I think, better than any of them. That's a good movie. A lot of people do enjoy Rogue One quite a bit. I do not because there's nobody for me to root for. Yeah, sadly. I mean, it was a good movie. You know, it's okay if they all die. It's okay. It, no, not for me. I mean, you see, you see people at the end you can root for, not the ones that die, but you know, yeah. The, but the movie isn't into- about Leia. The movie is about <laughs> this team that goes down Mon to the Mothma. planet. I mean, come on! You got Mon Mothma and the Grand and and Admiral Akbar. I mean, come I mean, on. she's rever- they're both revered, but they, they're not. I know. Akbar, I get what you're I meaning. Root for, but Mon yeah. Mothma, she's good. She's just not 
it's not the reason why I'm watching Star Wars. See, I don't know what any of these names are you're talking about because I'm, I don't follow Star Wars. I mean, I watch it. I know what's happening when, I, when I'm when i watching it, but I don't retain the names a whole lot unless it's the main characters I grew up with. Star Trek, on the other hand, I got it. I got this. Star Wars, yeah. eh. it, 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 no. Well, I mean, that's why I wore this shirt was for you. I know, and I appreciate it. I do. <laughs> that's like saying, Jenna, what are you wearing? I'm wearing my sexy shirt <laughs> for anyone for for those that can't see my shirt it says it's a red shirt and across it it says red shirt and it has a star trek ship symbol on it it's mine's it's funny Texas sense shirt, of humor most likely to secede because it was it was funny because i bought it when it's back to school because you know you got to get the joke right so because the whole most likely to succeed Things like Sean was most likely to rip off a liquor store, right? That's what his most likely was thing, or or to be in jail. And then it's playing words because you know it's Texas, and we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and that's very appropriate to wear today too, right? (laughs) Yeah. So we won't get into that every day, sir, because I'm Texas. We will continue on our list of the artifacts, (laughs) including the arms of Venus to Milo. That was funny. Oh, that's where those went. So what kind of power do those would those have that they need to be in the warehouse? The effects are unknown. Unknown. She'll find out later. The next one is George Washington's teeth. Where was that? Why would they be magnetic? They were wooden, weren't they? Yeah, I think that's why you saw them. They were wooden and not being... But I don't remember seeing those. Where did you see those? They were up on... Uh, when Artie was running around, they were up on the warehouse. Oh, okay. I, didn't I wonder what kind of powers those Man, you just have. notice all the things. I thought you were naming off pa- the things that he used, not just the stuff that's laying on the shelf. Yeah, would you just wait a second? There's lots of stuff. There's the plastic <laughs> picnic table. All right, Janitor, don't get fast. Don't get feisty. It's green with purple seats <laughs> and a yellow top, and it's seen when Claudia is t- first taking her inventory, and it's stored on a high shelf. Sounds like watermelon. Sure. <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> There's the dual parking meter, which was seen while Claudia is wearing the lab coat. So there's this dual parking meter. No idea what it does. There's there's also a colander, which was stuck to her. No idea what that did. I'm assuming it made great spaghetti or something. I don't know. There was a bucket and a bike. A metal bucket. A bike at first, yeah. A red bicycle. Effects mm-hmm. unknown. There was also a life jacket, which was seen behind Artie when he was trying to rescue Claudia. That could have been the bike from the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, could have been. <laughs> I'd have to go to the colorized version and see what color the bicycle is. Yeah. <laughs> it's old enough. Have <laughs> you ever seen that meme where it says, that's the original Karen? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that meme, but that makes total sense. You know, I need that shirt. I need a shirt. The original Karen. The original Karen with what the the Wicked Witch? Yeah, with her riding the bike in the black and white, with like, Toto in her basket. Well, I'll put the order in and we'll see what comes out. Okay, check. There was also an ice skate, and that yeah. again, no idea. Who knows it was where just, that came from? It was just Artie! stuck to her. Oh, Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Would it be the power to break somebody's legs? Or yeah. would it be Nancy Kerrigan? I guess it'd be hers. I don't know. Who would it belong <laughs> on to? You're right. The hammer would be Tanya. So, 
Well, the, so well, is it lead pipe? Lead pipe. <laughs> so does it got the power to like break somebody's legs or make you just really bad skater? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That was on top of my head. I just like spontaneously threw that out there. That was that was hilarious. Thanks. I needed that. Oh, <laughs> so man. those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> look it up. Google it. <laughs> that was the original. That was the original. <laughs> Topic. Oh my. Topic. Topic. God, I've never that seen movie. The Cutting one. Edge. You need to see The Cutting Edge. Yeah, you need to see that. It was a good movie. There was a truck <laughs> which had Steel Fort secured transport on the side. And this is where I say I failed history because I was lo- like, what the heck is this? So I went into Google and I tried to Google the Steel Fort secured transport or, you know, I got nothing. I got nothing. There's no history that I found with the Steel Fort Secure Transport. Huh. Maybe they made it up. I think they did. I think they I think just so too. Was they it had something on the lot? Wasn't that on like the first episode when they were first like exploring the warehouse? Wasn't that truck in that first episode? Maybe. Or was that something else? I think I it know. was. All right. I have to go back and look, but there was also a dartboard, which is seen while Artie was collecting artifacts to save Claudia. The antenna, by the way, that he used to shoot off the crossbow came from that truck. The truck, yeah. 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 So. As a lightning rod. And then you had this grand inflatable lifeboat. I have no idea what it's from. I was thinking the, Titan- the Titanic, but they had wooden. <laughs> they didn't have I don't think it was from Titanic. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. 1912, <laughs> no inflatable lifeboats. Yeah, so... I don't mm. think it's Titanic. You know, uh, it could have been from what was that, the greatest storm or whatever? On one of those episodes, mm. on one of them, and I can't tell you what season it is. They have a glass jar, and it's like from the from the Dahmer party. Oh, I was yeah, like, I oh my god, that. that's a little, that's a little, <laughs> um, that's harsh. I mean, they did have food Sorry. with them when they went in. It wasn't like they didn't have any food. So I could see a glass jar going it in. It just ran out and then yeah. went, went on to other cuisines. <laughs> I don't know if I would call that cuisine, but okay. Another cuisine. I they did. <laughs> I think Woo-hoo. they were just happy to eat or disgusted to eat one of the two. I don't know. Survival does wacky things to you. That's I'm for sure. say it tastes like chicken. No! <laughs> So I had to do survival school <laughs> at some point in time, right? And we didn't eat other humans, but uh, it was the first time a lot of people breathe, were... Carolyn, breathe. <laughs> she is just breaking up here. <laughs> My world's in that. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so this is the first time a lot of people were treated to like living off the land sort of stuff because the group I was with, some were from the country, some were from the big city and had really never seen a tree out in the wilderness or anything what? like that so yeah i'm out there and this was a real retreat you went on it's not a retreat it was training it was survival training, training. they'd never seen oh. a tree well no i was just metaphorically you know they're from they're city folk they, they, oh. some people never not left rednecks. the city city folk okay. never seen a no, real we had tree rednecks and we had city folk it was a cross-section of america right so anyway we're at survival training and then and then the instructors came up and gave gave the girls a little fuzzy rabbit. Here you go. And they're like, oh, so cute. Thinking that this was an introduction to wildlife. 
<laughs> no, it was That's dinner. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so once they figured that out, uh, one of them went off and threw up. <laughs> and the other's like, no, you're not going to take that. No, 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 no. So um, we had two yeah. of them. I and... bet you those rednecks won the game, huh? Well, there was no game. It was just let's eat. And they so probably won. Yeah, I did not kill the rabbits, but I skinned the rabbits because I had done that before. Anybody got any hunting experience? Yeah. Okay. You skin this. Okay. And they were actually kind of shocked that I could do it. And uh, yeah, we had rabbit stew and uh, yeah, it did taste like chicken. I had never had <laughs> rabbit before, but uh, I wouldn't mind having it again. And it did taste like chicken. And whoever gets the skin, it gets to keep the lucky foot or the feet. Not how many you have. I did not keep the rabbit foot. I gave it to somebody else. Although it was the first time that I tried eyes. Have you ever had eyes? Ew. You ate no. the rabbit eyes? Yeah. I tried it. Why? I was like, okay, I'll try Why? it. Yeah, I had never tried it. Have you tried it before? No, I, I don't see the Unless you're like super starving, that is there any nutritional value in a rabbit eye? We hadn't eye? eaten in four days. Yes, I was hungry. Okay, well then you're probably pretty hungry. But was it like jelly or? I mean, it was very salinic. Like it was when very you bit saline. Into it, it was like a hot pocket. It squeezed out the end. It wasn't of a hot pocket because it had cooled <laughs> down. It 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 was very. It was like a salty, juicy pocket, basically. Sardine. Pretty much, it was just this did it juicy taste like thing. Chicken? It did not that taste did like not chicken. It's like chicken. It did not taste like chicken. No. Maybe chicken juice or something. Else. Chicken juice, like my brain juice. It, t- it tasted like salt. It, it, it yeah, saline it solution sense. is really what it. Well, then like. you should have bit into. It. You just should have sucked it I up. I did. I did. Blah. I bit into it and went in my mouth. Mm. No. I got offered a cow's tongue one time, and I looked at it. I'm like, no, thank you. No, so yeah, much. No. I, yeah. I can do it. I've had cow's but, tongue before. You know, growing up on a farm, you tend to have cow's tongue. <laughs> Broke the Shannon. Cow's tongue. <laughs> she swung her microphone away. <laughs> you broke the Shannon. I was gonna say. If I'm going to have a tongue, it better be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Shannon answer. <laughs> you should have known it when I pulled the microphone away. Oh, I dear. figured something was coming. <laughs> right, Ralph. Got her again. <laughs> 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 All right, let's transition to another food that we do every time. Carolyn, what was your mom's count on the cookies? Zero. What? There were no cookies again? Oh. There was actually not they even no any cookies food. There wasn't even any food. The only thing that, that was kind of food-ish was at the end when Pete said that he's taking the girls out for a night on the town, which means ice their means means ice cream. But what was cute was uh, he looked at Micah and says, do you want me to bring you something back? She says, no, I don't eat sugar. And then he says, okay, so you want a butter pecan caramel sauce with chocolate sprinkles? See, he already knows her. <laughs> and she, she just, just looked at him her. like, yeah. Um, <laughs> my, people was, my people. 
really impactful right after that as she took the file that she refused to read. And I actually think that's a mistake personally, but she refused to read it and she didn't let anybody else read it. And she just threw it in the fire. I think she deserved to know what was in that report. I think she faced what she needed to face with it. And she didn't need it. She didn't need the validation from the actual report. I think the closure that she needed from that whole thing was actually gotten from Pete helping her face that in the, in the prison, face Sam and say, no, Sam, you were early. You were made. It is actually your fault. You are dead. So I don't know if she needed the validation from the actual report. It would have been nice to read it and actually see it, but I don't, I think she threw it away because she's like, I don't need to read it. I faced that demon. I'm good. I can move on no matter what this report says. Yep. Or let Pete read it. Bill, I I think you're right. I think she got enough out of the vision that she was having to know the correct answer. She didn't need any more validation from it. I don't think she got anything from the vision. I think she just got in the vision and was like, okay, this is the way it really was. There was no proof from the vision. But what I'm saying is that Pete was talking to her. So I think she believed what Pete was saying in her head, talking in her ear when she was seeing the vision. What if Pete was wrong? It didn't matter to her. That's what she needed to hear at the time. You could tell from what was going on in there that she said, I need to move on. I'm going to move on. This is something that I just, I can't think about anymore. I know that I'm not the one that caused you to die. I have to move on. This is, this is my regret that I'm letting go of. And you also see the part where he's talking, where she's like, well, you know, I I did everything right. He's like, of course you, of course you did. You're Micah because she's a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and that perfectionist would not have let her go early. It, yep. it was Sam that did it. So I don't I don't think she needed the report. I think she got what she needed and what made her feel better and then just burned it. So I don't I didn't I saw I like that. Another thing that we find out in here, and I don't think we talked about it yet, and if we did, I apologize, is Artie's actual trying to make up with his dad, right? Yeah. No, I don't think we have this is a new thing in this episode. We mm-hmm. haven't talked about it before in, in previous episodes. So we find out Artie's estranged from his dad and he wants to eventually get back together with his dad. Which is another Gus star. And I think it's from Welcome Back Carter, I think. I don't know. You, you, you can look Carter up or camera. Welcome Back Potter? Whatever. Cotter, I think, isn't it? I don't know. I welcome didn't Back Potter? You I didn't? think so. No. I just remember the song. You know, I do welcome too. back, welcome back. I know his face. Back. I don't know his name, but I know I've seen him in shows. Yeah. He plays Artie's dad. Yeah. I mean, I really, the thing that I really liked about this is, it, you know, you it, we talked about at the beginning, these two couldn't stand each other. Like, Pete was one way, she was the other. They were like oil and water. They could not stand each other. She hated him. Yep. And in this episode, in this prison where they both have to face their biggest regret and their biggest sadness, they lean on each other so much so that, you know, Pete's like, hey, look, I'm here. If you, you want to talk, we can talk because he's shared his vibe and why he gets the vibes and how he had lost his dad and 
you know, should he have said something? Should he not have said something? And then Micah with her problem with Sam, you know, they really get close in this one and lean on each other a lot to, you know, really start to know what each other has been through so that they can really connect on that level. And you see Pete, you know, look at his dad in the end and say, look, I was a kid. You weren't going to listen to me anyway. You were going to go save that family because that's what you do. And I'm going to live up to that every single day. And there is no way I could have stopped you. And then it, and then, and then it disappeared. So, I mean, he faced his fear. That's yeah. what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Too bad the other prisoners didn't face their fear in time to not fall over the edge of the cabin. But, you know, right. <laughs> didn't need that character anyways. Yeah, he was he was the throwaway character in the beginning to set he the stage. He was red shirt. He was the, the red shirt. Show. Red shirt. <laughs> He's a red shirt in the wrong show. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. We don't see Artie's dad until the end of the second season, but Artie's mm-hmm. dad is played by Judd Hirsch, which you might, most people probably know him from either Taxi what? or Independence Day or mm-hmm. possibly A Beautiful Mind. I knew it was a 70s show. Ooh. Taxi's close enough. Both those are good movies. I mean, he's been in a lot. We'll talk about him again, but he was in a total of 93 and most recently in the Goldbergs. So he's been in a lot of stuff. What was the phrase that Claudia was writing on the chalkboard over and over and over that Artie was making her write? Was it, I will not disobey Artie? Was that it? I can't remember what it said. It was something like that. It was probably, I or will, I will not, not to fact her. Yeah, I will not do something that Bart Simpson would do. Because <laughs> it did remind me of Bart Simpson because it was a chalkboard and she was writing it all over and over and over again. The funny part was she just finished the one side. She'd finished one side. She was on the other and she just written the last one. And, and Artie's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just, you know, hold on. And he erases the whole one side. And then he says, now this time with feeling. <laughs> and she's like, ah, yeah, get to it. You're not done yet. <laughs> I didn't write down what he what she was writing, but I think it I it was is something about I I will not use artifacts inappropriately or something like that. I don't know something like that. Yeah, we did see that uh, in this episode that Micah actually was in the Girl Scouts because she was trying to make a mineral checker out of a radio from the one of the guards, and then she's like, "But it's going off everywhere." Wait, what was this thing? Oh, the whole. Th- the whole jail is of court. So do they leave the jail open now, knowing what they know? Or do they just leave the cross in place and they say, leave the cross oh, in place. We'll, just, we'll just leave this jail open. Don't touch that cross. I mean, you have to put a sign on it that says, you know, there's got to be some investigation. They're like, well, how did it all stop all of a sudden? No, Mrs. Frederick takes care of it. And it's like, okay, no, this is, it was tragic, but it's just not going to happen again. Leave that cross up sort of thing. You know how expensive jails are to construct? You can't just tear this thing down. Well, either that or do you like bring in a helicopter with a big mound of purple goo and just dump it all over? It's just temporary. I mean- the things will <laughs> regain even the warehouse. They regain the power. Which is why they stay in the warehouse. But there was no snagging it, bagging it, tagging it because they had to leave it there. There yeah. was, but it was the wrong item. Yeah. 
That's true. There was no spark took from that necklace. necklace. Mm-hmm. No, none. Isn't it funny how all of a sudden all the gel cells starts opening when the storm yeah. hit? Like what? <laughs> I mean, heck? normally nobody has to, somebody has to hit that button. I was working in the gel when the tornadoes came through, and I can tell you, the gel cells did not open. They did not. And I don't, I mean, the power fluctuated, but it wasn't off. So it's not like the jail cells would open because there was no power. So, you know, the storm was this for powerful effect. And you have lightning strikes inside enough to make the jail cells open. Yeah, we're going to believe that. But whatever. It's Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So those that remember Terminator 2 Judgment Day know that Joe Morton had an epic dying scene with Miles Dyson as he was struggling to breathe. And he had the explosive strapped to his hand. And as soon as he stopped oh. breathing, he uh, exploded. And, and yes. that's the end of Miles Dyson, He's the right? one that was like, you, you saw him taking a breath? A breath? Yeah, yeah breath. exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> so at the end of this, he dies too. And it's the same thing. He's got that death dying breath thing down. So he it's does. the exact He's same dying scene. The death look. The death He's perfected the dying look. The death stare. <laughs> He is a primetime Emmy Award winner. It's true. It's true. I don't know. I like the Terminator with, what was it, John Roberts? What? What's what? Robert Patrick? Robert Patrick. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, I that's the that. same movie. He was the liquid guy. Yes. But then he went on playing X-Files. And at first I hated his character, but then he became pretty cool. I'm like, okay, I like him. It was actually really cool to watch. If you have Disney Plus, they have a uh, Industrial Light and Magic, how it became and how the story of the whole thing. And he's actually in that because of how they had to create his liquidy character. So it's actually pretty cool. What's it called? Plug another show. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic. It's the um, studio that. Oh, crap. Who is the Star Wars? Yes. See, now you're Star Wars. George Lucas. Thank you. God. I've had a day. George Lucas created. It's his His special effects company that he had to create in order to create the special effects for Star Wars, which didn't exist at the time. Right. All right. It's pretty cool. Uh Uh-huh. So what was your favorite part of the episode? Janet. Hmm. I like when they finally got to face their fears that they were seeing each other. I, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that since the beginning of the season, you've always alluded to, and Mike has always been alluding to and talking about and being uptight about the whole thing about how she lost her partner and didn't, uh, it didn't <laughs> in Denver. And, you know, remember the part where Artie's like, Hey, but if you want to talk about it, so you've always had this elephant in the room from Micah. That she's never talked about. And now we finally get to explore and see why she is the way she's. Mm -hmm. Just like in that episode where she's like, I can't lose another partner. You finally get to see what it is that happened. That made her so uptight and by the book. And she's perfectionist about it. And she's, this is why Pete bothered her so badly. Because he goofs off all the time. She's like, I can't protect this idiot if he's not not helping me. Yeah. If he's going to be an idiot, I can't right. protect him. So you finally see her side of what happened. 
But I do love the fact that, like you said earlier, Carolyn, I like you that you're starting to see. And of course, I say this again every time because that's what I like. The brother, I because I've had those people in my life that's been my mm -hmm. partners that have become like brothers to me, and then I treat them like family, and then I keep them forever. So once you find those people that you can trust your life with, it became family. So. There are they are starting to get close enough where they can trust each other, where she has finally found someone that she can trust. Even though he's an idiot sometimes, but <laughs> she can still trust him. He's just, she can yeah. trust him to do stupid crap all the time, but she can still trust yeah. him. Yeah, she knows he's that's his playfulness and just shakes her head, just like right. Ah, what about USB? Oh, it's just the iconic scene with her climbing up the. With Claudia climbing up the metal inside the coat saying, suck it, Magneto. I mean, that's one of my favorite Marvel guys. So, of course, that's and that made me think of you. Yeah, it's it's fun because, of course, the Marvel connection there. But it's also fun because she once again is trying to use artifacts just to solve problems. Right. And she's getting a very expensive education in that you need to be careful around these artifacts. You can mm -hmm. use them. But you got to really understand them in order to contain them so that they don't overtake you or the warehouse itself. Because these, these, that particular artifact was attacking the warehouse itself. Mm-hmm. Can't bottom line it for me, Artie. Oh, the warehouse could buckle in and on itself. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sugarcoat it. Just sugarcoat it. <laughs> Never mind. I changed my mind. I want you to sugarcoat it. Yeah, so their whole interactions the entire time was was fun, but I did like her originally, like just saying, suck it, Magneto, because she was yeah. being actual Magneto. Actually, Carolyn? kind of a cross between Magneto and Spider-Man there, but anyway. Yeah, that's my, that was my thought, too. Magneto and Spider-Man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Um, Actually, I liked both of those parts. The part that you were talking about where they, you know, they both face their fears and they both, uh, you know, take care of each other in this whole thing and their ability to problem solve together and, you know, figure things out. Um, I also really like the part where uh, um, the doctor had just died. And uh, they're like, well, he has a he has a recorder. Look for the recorder. And Pete's in the hallway going. You're closer. Well, I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm not touching the dead body. So she's like, I'm so sorry. She's trying to find stuff. And he's like, hey, Micah, I found it on the floor. She just looks at him like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I like that part. But I also liked the the parts with uh, Artie and Claudia because those were really hilarious. Yeah. It was just an overall really good episode. I mean, it's it's good in it shows you, you know, y you got to face those fears sometimes, even though you don't want to. And it helps that sort of thing. But then also at the end, it was just funny watching uh, Claudia write down. I will not touch the artifacts or I will listen to Artie or whatever it was a million times. <laughs> She's like, I will not annoy party or something like that you know so. it's those human reactions that we always get drawn to like the relationship between Artie and, and claudia it's definitely turning into a father daughter right and then mm -hmm. Pete mike is turning into a brother sister i mean you you get mm -hmm. to see those and even and even when you bring in lena or mrs frederick yeah we didn't get any lena or mrs frederick in this one which is a little no, bit no. odd i mean they did start off in the end but you had no lena whatsoever right 
Yeah. There's a, you, you have quite a few that have those, but, you know, when when the story, I, I even like the fact that they have whole episodes of storyline with, with both of them. So, yeah. I like the relationship episodes. I, I really like the mm-hmm. ones that bring them closer. Again, because for me in my line of work, I've always had jobs that require me to have a partner that I have to count on. And, mm-hmm. and when you have someone like that, you get to know them and you get to know everything about them to the point that like, I want to go home. If I'm going to go home, it relies on you. So, you know, you, you become close and you create that relationship and then you become like a family. So I like that. But then again, you get to, you get the quirkiness of the episode where you get her one-liners. Claudia's one-liners are amazing at every episode we have. Yeah, or like at the end when uh, when Pete looked at Micah and says, well, you know, if you if you want to talk, and she's like, no, I'm Pete. And then maybe tomorrow. And then he's like, okay, I'll have call my me. people call your people. And then they make the little phone yeah. phone yeah. looking thing. See, they're fit. goofing yeah. off and she used to and be... And they're just goofing off. She used to be so yeah. tight. She would have said, nope. Remember like the first episode where she's like, eat the cookie and she wouldn't even talk to him? Yeah, she was just like rolling her eyes and like, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've come so far. Mm-hmm. So this episode was directed by the Primetime Emmy Award winner, Michael W. Watkins. We talked about him last time. He did the back-to-back episodes of 8 and 9, Duped and Regrets. So we won't go into him, but that is the genius behind this episode. And we didn't talk last week about where I would put Duped, so I'll just combine both this episode, Regrets and Duped. I like the world building episode. So my first one is Claudia just because I like Claudia the best out of, Mm -hmm. I mean, I like Artie the best, but I like Claudia the second best. So her episode four is up there. Regrets is number two because you get a lot of world building here. You get Artie with his father. You get the two hashing out their past with the fireman, uh, the dad, Pete's dad's fireman and with uh, Micah and her partner slash boyfriend, whatever you want to call that. And then the next one is Implosion, which was the big world building with the mm. evil guy out there, right? And then McPherson. The, yeah, McPherson. And the next one is Dupe. So that's the top three are world, world building episodes for me, which is Claudia Regrets and Implosion. I was actually going to say something about that because I, I, re- I realized this morning that uh, you didn't rank your th- stuff last week. I was like, ah, oh, we didn't get to your ranking. Nope, it was ranked. We just didn't talk about it. So, but we did talk about feedback. What kind of feedback did we get this week, ladies? We got a lot of feedback from some of the memes that I that I posted. They were, they were retweeted, reposted, whatever word you want to call them. So, I like that there's still... I think Mike was uh, saying stuff too. Wasn't he like posting our... Yeah, mm-hmm. he always... He's pretty good at posting our stuff. He's like a... He's a great fan. I like yeah. when you have the people, like some of the people that repost this stuff, some of them I didn't even know, but it just shows, it just goes to show you that there's still fans from the show that even though after years of it being long gone, there's still fans out there in Warehouse 13 that are discovering our, our podcast. They're like, oh my God, I mean, can you imagine coming across a podcast that's been dead a long time ago, right? But it was one of your favorites. And then all of a sudden they're doing a podcast about it. I, yeah. I just, I just think that's a cool thing. That yeah, we're we, here. We're here. We're talking about things that, that we love that people aren't probably going to do many podcasts current now over old shows, but 
Um, uh, you'd be surprised. There's yeah, a lot of rewatches. We, uh, we got some retweets from Arissa Wi-Fi from Arisa, Defiance. Yeah. She retweeted us. Um, she said she just found it because we were talking about Stephanie Leonidas was in a Hallmark movie just over the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, hey, Little Wolf, is in a, she's in a Hallmark movie. Did she respond to you? Forever. Arissa did? Arissa? Arissa did. Stephanie did not. Oh, yeah. You know who Arissa actually Wi-Fi is, right? Actually. You remember who Arissa Wi-Fi is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, did a guest, she did guest stars on with us on Voice of Defiance many times. I know. I know. That's why I was talking to her. And uh, she's like, I didn't even know you had a podcast. And so now I well, think she's, she's going to be catching busy. up. She just had a, she has a newborn baby. Okay. Well, that would make me a little busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's welcome then, to come on uh, whenever she wants to. And then one of my friends from uh, Continuum, Christopher, he retweets me. He retweets it when I when I post too. He's uh, yep, it's one of my friends from uh, from the Continuum days. I remember that. We do have an email. It's warehouse thirteen fancast at gmail dot com. That goes directly to Shannon, and she then distributes it to everyone. Once again, that's warehouse thirteen, the number one three fancast at gmail dot com. We did get an email from Augustine, and Augustine says hi. We did. Yes, Augustine said, yes, you did. You sent it to me. And Augustine said, hi, I recently stumbled upon your show, Artie's Attic Warehouse. I really like it. And I'd love to offer my post-production services with six plus years of experience in audio and video post-production. I consider myself a solid choice (laughs) if you're thinking about outsourcing your editing workload. Cheers, Augustine. We, We have we have a janitor. Thanks. But appreciate the feedback. <laughs> appreciate the email, Augustine. You were, <laughs> appreciate you the did. email. Yes, but you did. I didn't see that one. I honestly don't remember doing that, but I can always claim what I always claim. That's a stroke victim because I don't have no memory Brain of that. injury. Brain injury. I didn't I don't think I two. saw that one. Brain I don't think I saw times that. Two, one. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It it happened early last week and you guys might have thought we covered it last time. So I just wanted to make sure we covered it this time. <laughs> you know, sometimes, but yeah, we, I, I think we'll stick with the janitor that we have. He's pretty good. He's, he's sometimes pretty good. when y'all like earlier tonight, y'all were going back and forth. It's around five something. I had to mute it because I was walking into a Girl Scouts, right? Girl Scouts oh. with, with, with Bear. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I looked at this and asked Shane about t-shirts. I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't do it right now because I got all these little girls around me. So <laughs> sometimes during the week, when if it's early in the week and I get tweets, I don't, I don't retain them. So sorry, it's not a tweet; it was a text. And you, you go ahead and respond to us later. Anyway, our email address, which goes to Shannon, is warehouse thirteen fancast at gmail dot com. Now, Shannon, I ask you this question every week, and you've been kind of leaning one way, but I'm going to ask you anyway in case you lean the other way. Do you want to hear the description of the next episode from IMDb or from Amazon? It doesn't really matter to me. I, they're about the same. So I, I always chose the, I always choose Amazon. So give me the other one. Okay. IMDb. Warehouse <laughs> 13, season one, episode 10, breakdown. While Artie undergoes a warehouse style performance review, things go from a little haywire to seriously bad at the warehouse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's, that doesn't sound what's good. the title of next week's episode? Breakdown. It is the first episode that we really see the Regents, and we also see Mrs. Frederick in the mix as well. 
Uh oh. This is getting serious. I I, I know after in there's only one more after that, right? No, there's a couple. There's no, there's like thirteen episodes, more. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what number we're on. Seven? Eight? We're on nine, nine. right now. See? I just watch them. I don't count them. <laughs> I know they have a great Christmas that's, episode coming. That, that's that's why we have a janitor. I know. I know. The first, season, the first season Christmas episode is really cool. I'm wrong. It's 12. It's not 13. It's 12 episodes. So we only have three episodes left of the first season. Wouldn't that be funny? They just made 13 episodes each season. They do it because, you know, 13. Warehouse 13. <laughs> Way back in the day, you had the seasons. There were 26 episodes. No. So half of that would have been 13. <gasps> I if only they'd given years. us all those seasons in, in season five instead of the craptastic six that we got. Well, we'll get there eventually, right? Anyway, that's all I have for this episode. <laughs> Carolyn, do you have any last thoughts? Carolyn's no. laughing at me. I'm always laughing at you. No, I'm laughing with you. I'm, I'm lovable. I, I know. Yeah. I'm lovable. You are. Stroke victim. We love you. We love you, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon, any last thoughts? Too. No. All right. <laughs> any last words from USP? Yeah, I think it's time to go. So with that, I am the janitor SP. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Now go clean up all that magnetic stuff, will you? Yeah, definitely need to clean up stuff. Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 Fancast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, and the outro music is Science Fiction by tunes to go Both were purchased on Pond5.com. Hi! Hi, guys. What's up? Oh, wait. Check this out. Red shirt. Red shirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Having a grand baby shower on Saturday, so really excited about that. Grand baby, yeah. yeah you didn't know yeah. that. He's gonna I be a grandfather. That. Yeah, he's gonna be a granddad. Can you imagine? Yeah, this will be the first time. Woo-hoo. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I told Michaela it better be a long time before I come, Grandma. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>